Collins, right side, powers his way into the end zone again. Dylan Gabriel, touchdown. Gabriel fakes the handoff, lobs in zone, touchdown. Austin Stockner, Peter. First touchdown of the season for Stockowski. Snap, inside pitch, shovel pass, Donaldson. Going to throw for the first time here in the third quarter. Pocket all around him. Comes near sideline. Caught it. 40-yard line down the sideline. Stoops. He's still going. 20. Cuts midfield. 15. Got a block to the 10. Spinning his way to the 2. Dragged into the end zone. Touchdown. Gabriel to throw. Does. Far side. End zone. Drake got it again. Stoops. He's unbelievable. Drake Stoops. Second and goal, snap, Gabriel to throw, looks in zone, throws in zone. Come on, Drake dude, scoops. come on. Touchdown, Patrick. Flag down, he got yeah. blasted. And he hangs on, it's a touchdown. And now we got to fight in the end zone. Swinging. They're throwing punches in the end zone. After Drake Stoops absorbed a huge shot, his teammates came to his defense. Victory! Dude, come on. And they stay there. And they stay there. And they stay there. Oh, what an amazing moment. That was great, wasn't it? It was a huge moment in the game. Drake Stoops with his third touchdown. An incredible play. A great throw by Dylan Gabriel into traffic, threading it in there. Drake Stoops, who is absolutely fearless, makes the catch, takes a huge shot. The lights go out. We have a brawl in the end zone. Dylan Gabriel runs up there, first person, takes a dive. Uh, you know, it goes right down to the ground. All kinds of chaos ensues. That was awesome. So it was a WWE event in that moment? Yeah. That's what it felt like. <laughs> the lights go out, all this crazy. Royal yeah. Rumble? That's great. Well, I the important thing is I do. I think we have a new drop for the show. I'm just trying to figure out in which context it's going to be used. Is it going to be in a happy moment? Something good happens? Come on, Drake dude. Stoops. Come on. We get a really bad text that we disagree with? Come on, Drake dude. Stoops. Come on. <laughs> I don't know. Text line needs to help us out. Uh, that's funny. But that will be a drop on the show. Well, I heard, Plank, I heard Plank this morning refer to that, and he thought I was upset about the shot delivered so to did Drake I. Stoops. So did I. You thought so. That was just in uh, like a reaction of disbelief that he made that catch after like the night that he was having, like the run of plays. The dude was just incredible. Text line even saying, "Did you say come on for the hit or the catch?" Catch one, <laughs> catch. I thought the hit was clean. I didn't in the moment, but I'm just yeah. programmed now to think. You know, just sure. everything is which I, going I was against it. I was shocked that they didn't give Robert Spears Jennings a targeting call. On the uh, on the punt return? Hit yeah. on the punt? Yeah, me too. Shocked. But, oh, hey, I'm surprised I think they the didn't, SEC chant got to him. I'm surprised they didn't call that, and I'm surprised they didn't come up with a new rule. Like, yeah, just 15 minutes ago, actually, 
Robert Spears Jennings can't play for the entire season. So that's that's yeah. that. That's what I was expecting. Yep. Yep, yep. That was good stuff. <laughs> good point by Mike on Twitter. It's not just the, uh, come on, dude, come on. Like three seconds later, is he out? <laughs> it's like, did you think he got Because yeah, he was just out? laying. He, he was just laying there on his back, motionless. So I thought maybe he was knocked out. But I, I honestly think that he was trying to draw the targeting call. Until someone stood over him, and he's like, yeah, well, essentially where right. I come from, you don't just stand over someone and it'd be okay. Right. He's um, – I, I asked on Twitter about 30 minutes ago, an hour ago, at KREA Sports, who's the MVP of this team so far through 10 games? we got uh, Dylan Gabriel, Drake Stoops, and Stutzman nominations. And I think well, you can make a case for all three. Stutzman has missed – one full football game and a half of another, and we lost both of them. Uh, and whenever he comes back, we we play a great game. Yeah, that that's pretty pretty heavy evidence right there. Um, Dylan Gabriel's numbers are ridiculous right now. He's got what he's thrown for twenty five touchdowns. I don't know how many he's run for after last night. He's got to be double digit in. Rushing touchdowns, so like, that's and he uh, has the biggest moment of the entire year. Biggest moment, like the the final drive against Texas. Drake Stoops is on an absolute heater here as the season is kind of unfolding in the late stages. Right, uh, as much as I love Drake Stoops, it's probably between. DG and Stutzman, right? I think it's Dylan Gabriel. Just be, I mean, we've seen life without both of those guys. And, yeah, I mean, it, the defense wasn't the same without Stutzman. They still played well against Oklahoma State. Um, yeah. Life without Dylan Gabriel. We saw that even last year and what that looks like. I, 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 would, say, I would say Gabriel. But, again, yeah. I think you can well, argue all three of those guys. Gabriel has accounted for 25 touchdowns through the air and 11 on the ground. So, 36 total touchdowns. Actually, 37 if you want to give him credit for the pick six against Kansas as a touchdown as well. Yeah, I'll do that. Um, so 36 touchdowns. A, that's that's a really that's a big number. And if we do what I think we're going to against BYU, we're going to put up uh, a bunch of stats in that football game as well. Well, and that's that's my thing. Great offensive night, play calling, execution. No turnovers, at least offensively. Um, great. Awesome. Stress-free Saturday. God knows we all needed one of those, you know? Just go do it again, man. You are a 24-and-a-half-point favorite against a struggling BYU team. Iowa State just went out there and destroyed BYU in Provo. Go do something very similar. Go look, go look offensively like you got it together. Because, man, like not only do they put up a lot of points and a lot of yards – you know what that offense looked like to me for the first time in a long time? It looked what? like it had an identity. The big uh. question we've had offensively. And the identity was, let's attack down the field, over the middle, down the field. Let's stick with the run game. Like That looked like an offense that was had an identity, and the identity is, let's put a lot of pressure on the secondary and be very aggressive in the run game. Yeah. I liked that offense on Saturday a lot. Kind of looked like they were having some fun out there, too, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think that always matters. What is the 
Um, I'm just looking on my iPhone weather app for Saturday in Provo, huh. and it, I mean, Could it looks rain, fine. Well, well, I, it looks like there's going to be rain in the forecast early on. Well, this this doesn't say so. It says 5% chance overnight, but on Saturday, uh, by game time, 0%. But obviously, that can all change. Well, my weather app says, we made fun of that last week. Yeah. Um, I don't know what weather app you're using. It feels like each one says a different thing. I've got the, the Weather Channel app. One. I've got the Weather Channel app, which is a different one. Let's see. Saturday, ooh, just a 35% chance of rain. High of 54. I will take that, please. Yeah. Probably going to be nice. Uh, I mean, nice. I say nice. I think the conditions will probably be fine and not be a a heavy influence on the football game. And even if they are, um, I – BYU, I, I, if we are forced to run the football more, that's actually a good thing. Their rush defense has been really, really, really bad. Did Keaton Slovis get hurt, or did he just get benched? Because he didn't play at all against Iowa State. That's a question, Tyler, that I don't have the <laughs> G- answer Given to. their season, I think both situations are possible. I'm going to guess he's hurt if they played two quarterbacks and he wasn't one of them, but... Even if he is available, I don't think it should matter all that much. Right. You should you should go out and dominate this BYU team. Mm-hmm. And I think, too, I, it's important for us, the fans, but it's just like how you, felt, how you feel today compared to last week, not only winning and playing well, but a couple of scenarios that you need to happen ha- did happen on Saturday. There's just like this renewed sense of optimism and hope. And it's not as crazy today as it was last week that, yeah, you can make the Big 12 championship game. Yeah. It's almost like in some ways you get a second chance here. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we've got you got the number one scoring offense in the conference, Oklahoma going to, up against the dead last scoring offense in the conference in, in BYU. You got one of the better defenses in the conference in Oklahoma going up against one of the, the worst defenses in the conference in BYU. I mean, you don't have to look too much into it to to come to the conclusion of how this one should go now doesn't always go how it should we know that they're gonna have to go handle business but um you know this this should be one that we we play really well in byu like not running the ball good at all uh not stopping the run at all we should be able to go out there and cleanly finish this football game you know um it's it's funny and it shows how far they've come as a program I think like mm-hmm. back to the West Virginia game that the main story for us Saturday was about the offense and not the goal line stand that happened for the second time this year you know I mean we would have given anything for a goal line stand during the Lincoln Riley era for several years but yeah. like that's the second time it's happened and if Canick doesn't get a penalty against UCF I think they get a fourth down stop against UCF, and we're talking about part three of a goal line stand. I know. So, I mean, maybe I'm forcing this, but it just it has to feel like it means something when it comes to the big picture, talent wise or mentally. Like I, I don't know, I, two goal line stands in one season, and it almost was three. That's that's got to mean something. So, so what, what does it mean for like the direction of the defense? Where they're at now, what they're all about in the red zone, because it's that's impressive, man. Yeah. Well, I I don't I don't know what it means. It means that 
there's some pride on that side of the ball. There's uh, some belief. There's some talent. Like, you can't just do it with pride and belief. you got to have some talent as well. Um, so I, I think, think they're well coached. When you see some of the schemes and stuff they're doing, um, and, and not just on the goal line, but, but all around, they're doing some really good stuff, and they're going to continue to get better and better. Now, I, we got to finish this season strong and, and everything, but like the future is really bright. We got a bunch of really good returning starters coming back for next year, and you know the pressure is going to be on though to to hit it out of the park in the in the transfer portal. I would expect that we should be able to have maybe even a little bit better of a year in the transfer portal. Like, like some guys have turned out to be really good players for us, and not to not to downgrade any of those guys i think we've done a really good job but you would just think that you'll be able to sure. maybe step up to a little bit higher caliber jimbo's of, firing of could come at a good time for ou ou could really what do you think about that, that? Like, i've heard a bunch of people suggesting that you know there's there's gonna be all kinds of players that at a&m hit the transfer portal I guess maybe we'll wait and see who they hire, and that probably going to have a. There was just a, a lot of rumors of that happening before Jimbo was ever fired. Like that's been a rumor around there for a few weeks now that that was going to be the case. Yeah. So the name that I'm guessing that we end up talking about the most is DJ Hicks because you finished second to him last time. Um, he's a defensive lineman, position of need. It would just. You would think if DJ Hicks were to enter into the transfer portal, the former five-star, that you would have a decent chance there. But Has, has he been playing for him? I read something. I think he's played like 40 snaps this year, but it's really starting to come on here the past couple of games. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know a whole lot about their roster outside of uh, their de- a Their defensive of line's pretty good. I mean, that's, yeah, that's the yeah, thing yeah. to know about their roster. Sure. Yeah. And, well, and by know. the way, Taylor and Owasso and Reno Goat are also telling me, I said almost three, almost four without the targeting in the KU game. Goal line stance. Yeah, so no kidding. I, I think it comes down to just a pride thing, man. Like, it's it's about ability, but it's a real pride factor. Like, nah, we're not, we're not going to surrender inside the five and, and give up a touchdown. And I do think it kind of paints the picture that, you know, for so many years we thought, Oh, geez. Okay, they just gave up a first down, or they just gave up a third and long. This drive's going to end in a touchdown. We were just programmed to think that way. The opposing offense hits on a big play. Yeah, they're going to go down and score. This defense has got a little bit more pride than that, and there's been so many points this year where they give up a long third down. They give up a big play, maybe two, but they still keep a team out of the end zone and off the scoreboard. Yeah, it it used to kind of be, well – Either get a turnover or hurry up and let them score so we can get the ball back. You know, and it's uh, it's definitely much, much better than that. Now, statistically, you know, we were doing really good for, for a time there. But, you know, frankly, the offense's kind of hiccups there is really what was continuing uh, to put the defense in a bad spot and, you know, I, the number, the points that they've given up off of turnovers as a football team recently during that stretch was like really what what kind of did them in statistically for scoring defense. 
917 from the state of New York. This team has the opportunity to do something for the first time in OU history this weekend. Beat BYU. That is true. How about that? OU's never beaten BYU. Have you? I thought. I don't know why I thought they played on turf out there. Oh, they've do they got, not? I, I guess I no, thought that too. They have that thick, clumpy grass, like like the Bears always have in Chicago or did have previously. I don't know if they still have it now, but you know, it's like it looks like super thick and really slow. Are you going to be uh, actually watching the game on Saturday or mesmerized by the uh, backdrop of the mountains there? I'll probably be watching the mountains in the background and trying to find out, what is it, the ice cream that they serve yeah. out there? Ice cream trying and to brownies. Find some ice cream. Yeah, here's, uh, here's Teddy when he's looking up at the mountains. Come on, dude, come on. Or when he gets brownies or ice cream at the end of the first quarter. Come on, man, just beautiful out here. Come on. 10 a.m. local time with a little rain. Uh, you can't beat it. What a college is, football Saturday. What's it? What's it mean whenever you throw a come on dude into a broadcast, <laughs> to a professional broadcast? Huh? I think a lot of people liked it. <laughs> Never changed. Even the, uh, oh, is he out? Three seconds after. Uh, I still, I, I mean, there's, I throw a lot of bad things out there on the broadcast, but I haven't sunk to unicorns and rainbows or whatever it was with the uh, the New England Patriots broadcast that we got that one time all right quick time out more from the rush coming up final hour rolls on here from newcastle casino stay tuned bacon cheeseburger this bacon cheeseburger adds southern flair to a classic featuring Brahms pimento cheese piled high on a juicy hamburger patty with jalapenos and crispy hickory smoked bacon Throw in a slice of American cheese to melt everything together for dreamy, cheesy goodness in every bite. Stop wasting time and go get an OKC Metro for over 28 years. Affordable Door Company is your one-stop shop for residential and commercial garage door service and replacement. Call them and tell them you want the ultimate maintenance for your garage door. You don't want to be stuck in your garage at game time, so give them a call at 405-635-9499 or visit them online at affordabledoor.net. You can't afford not to call Affordable Door Company. Proud Garage Door sponsor of the show. <laughs> that made the rounds yesterday on social media. Had an OU fan out in Eugene, Oregon, yelling at Lincoln Riley uh, more than once before the game on uh, Saturday. Awesome. Awesome stuff. 405 651 3439 is the Meyer Chevrolet text line. We'll get to that momentarily. We ran down earlier all of the crazy scenarios that would get OU into a Big 12 championship game. Of course, all of those require OU to finish 10-2. and two, But which is, which is most likely for OU? Texas loses a game? Oklahoma State loses a game? Or I guess that Kansas loses twice, once to Kansas State and then once uh, on the road at Cincinnati. There's Oklahoma State. The way they're playing right now, it, well, the way they played last Saturday, it feels like it. Yeah. Um, I And I guess Kansas, I think, will we'll lose one. And if Bean is really banged up and they don't have him as a threat to run the football, then I, they may lose two. I, like, I, 
be hard for them to lose to Cincinnati, but I mean, if they don't have a threat running the football at quarterback, that changes them completely. Yeah, um, and that kid came in. It's uh, is it Chris ba- or uh, is it Chris Ballard? Is that, that's the GM? His son, yeah, yeah, it's his son. That's yep. the quarterback now. True freshman, that. and he's supposed to be really good. You know, we they were telling us about him whenever we played up in Lawrence this year, and think he's going to be a really good player. But you know, he's just a true freshman, and he's their third team quarterback. Which you know, the first team quarterback is standing over there, totally suited up, fine to play, and refuses. So. I guess I don't know that he's fine to play, but it sure feels that way to me. If it's chalk from here on out, if Texas goes two and zero, OU two and zero, Kansas State two and zero, and OSU two and zero, it would be Texas and Kansas State in the Big Twelve Championship game. So that's that's yeah. something to note there. I, just the way the conference has has gone this year, I I don't think that all four of those teams are going two and zero. Someone's losing, and I feel very confident Texas will play at least. At least one very close game in the next two. Does Texas have the most difficult remaining two games of everyone? I would say, ooh, it's between them or Kansas State. I, Kansas State's got Kansas at, and who else? At Kansas and their Iowa State at home. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, those are two pretty tough ones. I, I'll say, you know what? I'm going to say Texas because of the way that Tech's playing here lately. They had the toughest road. And, yep. you know, the fact that Texas is about to play without their star running back, I, he's turned into one of the better players, not on their offense, on their know. football team this year. Yep. And if the, answer the for them, if the answer for them is that Quinn Ewers is going to have to throw it more, then, yeah, I feel even more confident they might play at least one really close game here down the stretch. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it, it's – I mean, that's a big loss for them. You know, Texas is, you know, one of the better offenses in the conference. And, you know, their rushing offense is, is not it's not out of this world, but Jonathan Brooks is what makes it all go. They don't have a dual-threat guy. I mean, Quinn Ewers, he can move around some, but he's not going to kill you in the run game. Um, I mean, that's that's their running game. And we saw what they were a year ago. Without Bijan Robinson running the football, I, that totally changed that football team. Well, when did he when did he get hurt? Because like you're saying that about Bijan Robinson, we may have seen that Saturday night for Texas because TCU went on a run in the fourth quarter. Yeah, and I'm just wondering if that happened right after the Jonathan Brooks injury occurred. That's, yeah, that's, I don't that's know. Pretty I, telling I, if it did. I, you know, it was on during our game and. I had kind of given up hope on it and wasn't really paying attention to it. And then all of a sudden, late in the game, we we bring it up, what the score is. It's like, oh, dang. Yeah. All right. And, um, you know, obviously we all know what happened for them to get out of that predicament that they were in. But I'm sure it had, you know, and it's it's obviously more of an impact when it happens in a game and you've got to try and figure out a way in the moment to, you know, to, to try and pick up the pieces but, you know, leading in and in, because in, you can prepare for it throughout the week and try and highlight whoever your other guy is, highlight some of his his best skills and, you know, and, and whoever you're playing is going to have to adjust to whatever it is that you're doing with that back. But, you know, once you're in the moment in the game, like your running game is your running game for that game. And I, they know what's coming at that point, And you, you really can't change it on the fly. So 
All right, some text here on the uh, Big 12 tiebreakers. Um, <laughs> this one says from the 405, if all went out, OSU would go over OU and K-State. They beat both teams. KSU going makes no sense. I, I agree, KSU going makes no sense. OSU will be in a three-way tie, and they beat both teams. But that's, for some reason, not how the tiebreaker works. Yeah, if Texas, I, I OSU, OU, and K-State all went out, it's K-State and Texas in the Big 12 championship. I don't get it either, but that's that's what it would be. Well, it comes down to, like, common opponent and, like, yeah. how you fared about uh, against the highest – ranked common opponent uh, i guess in the standings for the conference and i i don't know all of it but i'm not looking at it and then i was referencing kansas losing twice in the scenarios most likely chapstick says kansas is four and three in the big 12 they can win out and it won't impact us if we went out since we'd be seven and two we need kansas to beat k-state neither osu or texas to lose well i'm not talking about a scenario of texas or excuse me kansas losing twice to make the Big 12 championship. I, I'm just doing this um, this projection, this tiebreaker projection that everyone's doing. And if OU, Texas, Kansas State, and Oklahoma State all went out, but Cincinnati beats Kansas, somehow OU's in over Kansas State with that. Again, I don't get it either, but I'm just running this running this thing that everyone else is running. That's well, that's, the, that's the matchup. I've been seeing um, been seeing. Toby kind of go through some of the possibilities with people. Um, and it has to do with like the common opponent and who like each is how you each fared against your most, like the highest ranked common opponent. Um, like here's how it goes. Like OU, OSU and KSU, if they were all in a three-way tie, would all have Iowa State as their highest-seeded common opponent. That would eliminate Oklahoma State since they lost to Iowa State. Then you break the tie between OU and Kansas State. They didn't play head-to-head, so their highest-seeded common opponent would be Texas. OU beat Texas. Kansas State didn't. So that's only if Kansas was to lose both to Cincinnati and Kansas State. Correct. So that's how Toby Rowland explained it. I'm assuming that's correct. Uh, he wouldn't put it out there if he wasn't 100% sure. And people <laughs> are continuing to fight him on it. And uh, it's not like he came up with the tiebreaker scenarios. That's just how it, it yeah. breaks down. Well, there was uh, there's all these scenarios that take place. And like at the very bottom, I saw it last night. It says coin flip. Could you imagine wow. OU being in a coin flip with – OSU or Kansas State, they go to Spencer's in the mall and get one of those uh, two-sided quarters that I'm sure they sell. Dude, I, <laughs> it would be totally rigged. Totally if it rigged. Came, if it came down to a coin flip, I would like our chances because we're nine and one right now in the coin toss. I wouldn't because the Big Twelve would rig the coin toss. Is what I'm saying. Oh no, Kansas kidding. State wants heads, and they'd flip it, and both sides would, you know, your mark be would one-sided. show up down there at the coin toss and and trade out the coin. Here, let, yes. let me ex- inspect that real That's what quick. I'm saying. Yes, they have, a hand. Fa- they have a fake coin there. Kansas State couldn't <laughs> lose the coin toss. Oh, uh, that's good. Uh, Panhandle Sooner, LOL, I love screwing little brother, but if K-State gets over them after OSU beat them, that's stupid. Oh, I'm supposed to say in Teddy's voice, sorry. Yeah. Rock, paper, scissors tournament. That would be fun. 
turnbow and it says turnbow in OKC. Yeah, that would be good. Coin toss is, uh, you never know. That's how, uh, oh gosh, why am I drawing a blank on her name? That's how the, the lady got Secretariat, the racehorse. It was a coin toss. Uh, oh, um, yeah, that's right. Oh, my gosh. That is, what was that her is, name? Pe- was it Peggy something? Maybe. Um, but this this thing is a complete mess, man. It's it's a it's a compl- just just win your last two games, and um, I think that you'll be in a situation to play in the Big Twelve Championship game. O- out of the four opponents, which do you think is the most difficult matchup? Which is the most favorable? K State, OSU, or Texas? Those are the three. I think I think it's Texas, but is most favorable or most difficult? Most difficult. But I, I'm not sure how big of a of, of an impact Jonathan Brooks going down is going to be. Like, if if I could see that that's a huge hit to their offense, then then maybe I don't select him and I go with Kansas State. With the, uh, I, the interesting thing to me is is in, like I talked about earlier, I don't necessarily view it so much about who's got the the most dangerous offense. To me, it's about whose defense do I think that we'd have the best opportunity against with our offense, and I think that's probably what'd you say between Kansas State, Texas, and yeah, Oklahoma State? Yeah, I think the debate. I think the debate for most difficult is Kansas State and Texas easily. I think yeah. who you want as a fan base, who you want as a most favorable matchup, clearly is Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State. I mean, yeah. that's that's who. I'd almost say 100% of the fan base wants to play at this point as OSU. I think the two big interior defensive linemen and their like their front seven with their backers at Texas presents the most difficult challenge for us. Could be, yeah. Kansas State offers some challenges as sure. well, though. So. Yep, yep. All right, uh, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. couple of segments left here at Newcastle Casino. Stay tuned. This is the Ref Sports Radio Network. Win the most three times a week during Apache Casino Hotel slot tournament days. 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Rewards members receive one free session in our slot tournament. Want another round in the tournament? Earn 200 slot points daily each tournament day. Hey, we're the team to beat. We play that out of love on this Monday. Thank you, Texas Tech and Joey McGuire, for taking care of the Kansas Jayhawks. Definitely needed that loss to happen on Saturday for OU to get in the Big 12 championship game. Texas Tech did OU a, uh, a solid Saturday in uh, Lawrence, Kansas. Man, it, it's been this way for a few weeks now, but you just look up and you say, man, one of OU's best position groups is now linebacker. The way Stutzman has played all year long, Canick probably had his best game in a while on Saturday. But what you're getting now out of Kobe McKenzie, Kip Lewis looks like a star. I, I don't know. It, is linebacker your best position group today? Oh. Or did you go somewhere else? And today I, you got to factor in injuries. I would probably say safety because you've got – You've got really good depth and talent, and a lot of those guys have played. You know, we don't – 
you don't go very far at, at linebacker at all. Like I really like the future there. I think it's going to be great, but we just haven't seen a whole lot of those guys play. I mean, that's probably like I don't know. I mean, I I could I could hear an argument the other way. I mean, they're close. They're close. I mean, they're top three probably, right? Um, safety's there. Backer's there. I mean, quarterback's a little bit different because you're really evaluating one guy. But well, I think that one thing. guy is going to be first-team All-Big 12 at the end of the season. You go three deep at Mike with Stutzman, Kanick, and Kobe McKenzie. And then you're definitely two deep at will with Stutzman and Kip Lewis. So... I mean, you've got a good group of guys that can play. I mean, you've got, what, four guys that, and Stutzman kind of goes back and forth between the Mike and the Will, so you got really good depth. I feel comfortable with with those guys out there. I mean, pretty much, obviously, I think your best lineup is Stutzman at the Mike and Kip Lewis at Will, but, you know, I feel pretty good about, Kanick at Mike and Stutzman at Will. We had a lot of success with that. Kobe McKenzie at Mike and Stutzman at Will. Feel good about that. And then you you take any of the Mike, any of the three Mike backers with Kip Lewis at Will, and you know I think it, it gives you a really good lineup there too. So I, just it's, crazy though that yeah. if if I'm right, your three best position groups today: safety, backer, and quarterback. When's the last time we could say that two out of three best when it comes to position group for OU are on the defensive side of the ball? Yeah. Probably been no, a while. I, I agree. Man, and I don't know. I, I think I think a lot of a lot of position groups like offensive line has been pretty daggum good and I you've had to had to move some guys around to figure out who your left guard is. Uh, Guyton, maybe your best offensive lineman, just went down, and Sexton came in and filled in, did a great job for him. I mean, you've—that's a big picture thing too, because yeah. there are position groups playing a lot better than a month ago, um, looking a lot better than a month ago, and a big reason why is because of first and second year players. You know, like it's you said not two freshmen start on the offensive line, and they did great. It's not just okay. Well, the safety group might be the best. Well, it's not just because they have a bunch of fifth-year seniors out there, six-year right. seniors. Big reason why the safety position's so good is, you true know, you freshman. got a true freshman out there that's playing at a high level. Linebackers, well, you got a couple. Of, you got Ar- uh, Robert Spears, yeah, Jennings, yeah. and and Peyton Bowen. And backers, you've got first and second-year players that are there. So it's not just well. They better be playing at a high level. They've been here for six well, years. God. No, not 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 really. Three of the four guys we're talking about are freshmen, right? Is Canick? Did he play in four games last year? Uh, I, I'll see what he's listed as. Yeah, I don't know. Kobe and Kip definitely are freshmen. Yes. Um. So I think Canick's a sophomore. I want to say okay. before I look at this, he played he played enough on special teams and stuff to to burn the red shirt. Still young. I mean, he's a true sophomore, if that's the case. And you got young guys at corner, uh, Gentry Williams, yeah, he's a sophomore. Josiah Wagner. Um, obviously, you got young guys at the at the edge position, R. Mason Thomas and and PJ. And you know, so yeah, I. And you know, some of the younger guys on the interior are playing well too. So, I know. They, they give up some size, 
but you know you still still got some guys that that show some some really good uh good potential there in the interior too uh 214 what's the status of gentry williams I'm gonna guess it's still that shoulder that's that's bugging him yeah i think uh, i i don't know what his status for the rest of the year is going to be but i think he's uh I think he's dealing with a lot there with that shoulder. I think it's he's a pretty really physical player for a corner. So, yeah, you know, I just he he plays tough. So maybe yeah, those. You know what's interesting? I corners often have shoulder issues, and I I wonder if it's like the way they come down, or they're often tackling or taking on blocks for guys that are much larger than they are, because like. Most linebackers are way more brutal on the on the shoulder than than like corners, but you, you don't see those injuries as much with those guys. So I think it's yeah. probably the fact that they're taking on bigger guys and just not conditioned for that type of contact. Nine one eight. Drake Stoops needs only three hundred and nine receiving yards to break a thousand. Well, the way that he's been playing the past two weeks, I won't doubt that he can get 309 receiving yards to break 1,000. And he leads the Big 12 in um, catches. He leads the Big 12 in touchdown receptions. Like He leads the Big 12 in a couple of categories. It'll be an absolute crime if he's not an all-Big 12 player. And same thing for Dylan Gabriel. Like If not Dylan Gabriel for first-team quarterback in this conference, who, who would it be? I, I don't know who it would be outside of Dylan Gabriel at this point. He has to be. Canick uh, is listed as a sophomore on the yeah, I Center that, Sports. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I don't know. If it's not Dylan Gabriel, then who is it? It, ha- it has to be it's, him. I don't. It has to be Dylan Gabriel. I mean, he is by far leading. Uh, he's leading in total offense by. A huge number. I total offense that's all offensive yards, rushing, passing, all combined. Quinn Ewers is number two, and he has twelve hundred yards fewer than Dylan Gabriel does. So three hundred and forty yards a game. And that's not of, because he missed two games. Obviously it would be a little bit right. closer, but Dylan Gabriel well, still have better numbers. The averages Quinn Ewers' average is 285 a game compared to Dylan Gabriel's 340. Correct. So, I mean, uh, it's just, it's not even close to anyone. He's got 3,000 passing yards. The next closest is Donovan Smith at Houston, who is nearly 700 yards behind him in, in passing. So Dylan Gabriel's first-team All-Big 12 quarterback. If not, we riot. That's that's what it is. Or just chant SEC really loud outside the Big Twelve be. offices. One of the and, two. And for um, at wideout, what do they usually? How many do they pick? Do they take three uh, usually? Three, and then probably two of them are co-players of the year. Who knows? Yeah. Well, Drake Stoops is leading the conference in receptions, and I think the way he's played, they're going to start targeting him more and more. Um. He's number one in the conference, or tied for number one with A.D. Mitchell with nine touchdowns. So, yeah, I think he's he's got to be a shoe-in. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We'll wrap things up next here from Newcastle Casino. This is the Ref Sports Radio Network. There are trucks. 
Then there's the truck. GMC Sierra, with available features like the V8 engine, the ultimate luxury interior, and of course, the available world's first six-function multi-pro tailgate. GMC Sierra, not just any truck, the truck. GMC's continued commitment to professional-grade engineering is on full display at your Oklahoma GMC dealers. Come take a test drive today and see for yourself. We are professional-grade GMC. Hi, everyone. Dylan Gabriel here. The best roofing company in Oklahoma. 405-787-0400. Are our love bugs and companions. They are our pets, our family, and they make life better. When we face unexpected challenges, so do our pets. That's why we're on a mission to support people and their pets. Whether donating a bag of kibble, sharing an Instagram post of a lost cat, or welcoming a foster pet into your home, every bit of kindness counts. Visit petsandpeopletogether.org to learn how to be a helper in your community. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. I love to watch people respond, because I like having my back in a corner. I like that, okay? And I like coming out swinging, all right? And that's how you, that's how you develop an identity right there. I love the unity in this team, all right? I love the belief, all right? I love the work, and I love how you guys have embraced how we do what we do. Final segment of the day, wrapping it up on this Monday. It is the Rush on the Ref. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman, Riverwind Casino and Hotel, bringing you the final hour. And no college football on tonight. We've got Monday night football, the Denver Broncos at the Buffalo Bills. My wife's uh, birthday is tonight. Happy birthday to her. Oh, awesome. look at you checking the box. Day, Nicely done. Yeah. Well, I just, you know, football wouldn't be on my mind regardless, Teddy, but it's definitely not going to be tonight with the Broncos and Bills. Yeah. Unless she wants to bet on the game and hang out and watch the game. I don't, I don't know. You never know, I guess. I'm sure she does. Maybe she's okay. like, let's stay in tonight and fire on uh, Buffalo minus eight and see what happens. Yeah. Who doesn't, for their birthday, want to um, bet on the Broncos and the Bills on Monday night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's. I'm sure that's what she's been waiting to do all day. Or we just go to a dinner somewhere in OKC. Either I, one. I think you should say, hey, you know what? I had this great idea since it's your birthday. Why don't we bet on the Monday night football game? <laughs> think that'll go over great. Uh, I know exactly how that would go over. And she loves football. <laughs> she loves it. Huge OU football fan. But she'd be, shut up, get your coat on. We're going to dinner. Come on. Let's go. There you go. Nice. Now, uh, that's, that's what you got uh, for, uh, for football tonight, and we'll get back into Maction on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Maction I, time of the year. Yeah. I will be going to Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue for head football coach Brent Venable's coaches show. Anything you want me to ask the head football coach? Yeah. Will Kip Lewis win the Buckus in 24, or will he have to wait until 25 to win that award? You could throw that out there. That'd be great. Okay. Yeah, I'll do that. I mean, but seriously, like, sky's the limit for that kid. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yep. Well, he, like, the, he, he just, he's, he's fast. He, this is so cliche. God, this is so cliche. But he really does have a nose for the football. It just seems like he's always yeah. around the play. What is he not doing well at this point? Well, he's in, incredibly instinctual, which is great which is why he makes so many plays. But instinctual players have a tendency of really putting you in a bad place whenever the instincts go wrong. Uh, he just needs to really develop 
his baseline knowledge of the defense, of the game, how to prepare, all of those things. And he'll get there. He's still still really young. But like that's that's the most important thing for him as a young player. Uh, he's he's got all the tools. And, you know, he, he can gain some weight. I know everyone gets hung up that he's, what, 210, uh, in between 210 and 215. He'll naturally start to put some weight on. I don't I don't necessarily worry about that. He doesn't look like he gets pushed around to me. No. So I just say developing that knowledge base for the game. And just because he's really good and starting last week doesn't mean you got to give up on Canick. Canick's going to be a really no. good player in his time as well. Don't yep. doubt that. I agree. All right, that's it for us. You guys killed it on the text line. As always, you drive the show. We're just along for the ride. You know what time it is. Ice cold Pacifico time.